to be one of those creatives who genuinely has groundbreaking new ideas that you've never seen anywhere else. That's almost impossible. Like everything in some way is inspired by something, whether it's the movies that I've seen or the music I've listened to that all feeds into our brain. Hello and welcome to our listeners. I'm honored to welcome Lorraine Isabel, a creative director. She has a background in graphic design, photography, directing, editing, marketing and styling. And just earlier this year, she co-created a collective of young Swiss creators called Studio Sync. The collective merges art with fashion to showcase Switzerland's distinctive artistic voice while creating a new space for the next generation. We're going to talk about her life, where she's from, where she grew up and where she studied and why she's in Bern, Switzerland, her inspiration and of course her collective and what it means for her and me to be creative. Hello Lauren, so uh, how are you, where are you and tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm currently in Bern, Switzerland at home with my cats, so if you hear any weird noises that's them. Okay. <laughs> How are you? Very, very good. I'm I'm in Newport Beach in California, but I've been to Bern oh, wow. a lot. Oh, you, you've really I, been I to love. Bern? No one yeah. goes to Bern. <laughs> no, I've I've been tons to Bern. One of my closest friends and probably one of the most creative people I've ever seen in my life, mm -hmm. Sebastian, um, German guy from uh, from my hometown, sort of. He moved to Bern and he's oh. running like quite a creative studio. So so I'm aware that Bern is quite a creative city. I would say um, and uh, one of my closest cycling friends Fabian Cancellara he's a, a very good cyclist from Switzerland and so I spent some time in Bern just like five weeks ago and That's had so to funny. cycle to Andermatt and it was horrible because it's a lot of mountains and it's a lot of going up and down yeah uh, but I did spend a fair amount in the Aare which is like one of the best things you can it do really in is. the world to it really is. in the Aare yeah so I'm, that's I'm so jealous. funny though I never really meet people who who know Bern they're always like oh yeah Zurich Geneva but Bern what I'm like yeah it's the capital of Switzerland since <laughs> right now <laughs> so I want to find out uh, what you do and and uh, how you work over there i do follow you on instagram and it's it's very inspiring uh, to see your work over there um so you are what's your nationality you're swiss um so i'm my dad's swiss but my okay. mom's english okay yeah and did you grow up in Bern, or uh, where did you grow up i was actually born in Bern and okay. grew up in Bern. uh i but i always knew i wanted to go to england for an amount of my life because I've always just felt like so it's my it's my first language I always felt really at home every time we went to visit family there and then I ended up moving there when I was 21 to go and study okay. and I had like all of my life set out to stay in England but then COVID happened and I had to come back to Switzerland so I'm back now and are you happy about that or do you know what I think for me it was a blessing in disguise I feel like at the time I was so upset about it and I was like oh all my plans they're just not working out but now where I like where I am now and what I'm doing now I feel like it was everything happened for a reason I was meant to come back I was meant to stay here and I was meant to invest into the creative industry in Switzerland and not leave and it's given me the opportunity to build Yeah, to build a career for myself here, to meet loads of people. And honestly, I don't see myself 
moving away anymore now i don't think you need long-term plans that's the other mm -mm. thing you know like mm -mm. like you seem like a person at least on instagram mm -hmm. that's highly successful right now in the moment and also open to whatever has been thrown Definitely. To, to that person in, the, in yeah. the last couple of weeks so what did you study um so i studied a thing called fashion graphics oh okay mm -hmm. where <laughs> it was in and... <laughs> it was in southampton um okay. i wanted to study in london but it was a bit too expensive to live in london so i looked around for other universities and southampton solent had this course called fashion graphics and it was basically just a course that like did so much stuff so i had like graphic design i had trend forecasting i had photography i had pattern design like there was so much stuff there was like so there was so much going on in this course that i found interesting and because I just didn't see myself studying one niche topic. That's why I chose to do this and have like a pretty broad education. And I really loved university. I had, the, I had a really great time. But it is kind of a creative way already. So like, mm -hmm. like so you went a creative way yeah. at least at the age of 20. Did, you, did, did that start earlier, the whole creative uh, person, uh, the whole creative Lauren? Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, honestly there was never another, a different option for me. And even at school, I struggled because I wasn't, I wouldn't say I wasn't like academically gifted. I excelled at things that I was interested in. So art or history or literature, that's where I was good at it. But maths and physics, I was absolutely terrible. And that was in Switzerland, especially, there's like a high level of education and there's a lot of expectation for you to meet these levels. And I wasn't meeting them for the longest time because I couldn't like find any interest for these topics that I found really boring and so I knew I wanted to do something creative I just didn't know what it was and um, yeah during university having that time to kind of experiment with all different kind of areas of creativity helped me really narrow it down to what I feel like I'm good at and what I wanted to pursue sounds sounds like a good path what what would you if I meet you today <laughs> and I say what is it you do what 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 would you say <laughs> this is always really difficult to explain yeah, to people right? maybe who aren't from the creative industry but if obviously you're someone who knows I would say you know I'm a creative director I'm a photographer a stylist I, I work with different artists and brands to create campaigns or visuals and I've been doing this there for the last three years now and um, yeah I think when when I speak to other people outside of the industry I usually also just say marketing because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, marketing. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I mean, that's a problem. You have to yeah. sort of uh, use old expressions that's mm. been there 20 years ago, like a stylist just did clothing or yeah. accessories at photo shoots or, or yeah, TV commercials or mm -hmm. something. Um, so uh, you're, you're doing a lot of, you're creating at the end you're exactly, you're creative yeah. that's yeah. that's probably the creative director is is a good word and um, mm -hmm. is burn a good place for that do you know what i would have always said no and i still feel like it's definitely not the epicenter of fashion and creativity but i feel like switzerland as a whole has in recent years become an interesting place to work you know through social media we're more connected than ever with everything else happening around the world and in europe and there are so many talented individuals here and through social media we're connecting with each other we're connecting with people in europe and i don't know it feels exciting right now to be in switzerland there's a lot of young brands just starting out like new creatives every suddenly people are realizing it is possible to pursue this career here you don't have to be a lawyer or a dentist or something traditionally swiss yeah yeah 
it's it's interesting to hear. Like I listened to a podcast with Rick Rubin, mm -hmm. um, which is just a very for me inspiring person and talking about creating and one of probably the the most creative people I ever yeah came along or got to know. Um, and he constantly talks about um, um, how how to create, and I think a new kind of generation is coming up that's mm -hmm. creating very very different and i see you as part of that generation because to be fair i'm not a creative i look like a creative person <laughs> out there but i'm definitely not and i've i'm i'm the opposite of what you just said in school <laughs> time as well because i was good at math yeah I, i still am fascinated by excel sheets and spreadsheets <laughs> and so like i'm i'm probably uh and i was always uh, a better business person as a photographer and mm -hmm. then uh, in there if that makes any sense yeah um but i'm amazed by people who can create out of nothing and that's something i in my career of which had probably a couple of similar projects i would say as, mm -hmm. as you do but i only could document so uh, i could not create new sceneries and that's mm -hmm. something you truly do What happens if you close your eyes? Like, can you imagine the stuff that uh, is coming up? Definitely, definitely. And mostly that's how, that's how my creative process really works as well. Like I can't, I don't, I can't, there's not one way it happens, but say I'm working with an artist on like a music video or something, you know, I'll, I'll listen to the song again and again. And then suddenly there's just an image right in front of me. And then that's where you go from. There's it, it, it genuinely like it's there in your mind. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and where, where, could you nail down where it's coming from? Like, is there? Could you? Because I myself, and I, I don't want to. Like, I, that's just opposite positions in mm -hmm. here, and that's what I at least think is a little bit interesting. <laughs> I mainly copy, so I can tell you each and every picture or video I did. I can tell you that's the inspiration. Like, that's the blueprint of it. I remix. Maybe if you want to say it a little mm -hmm. bit more positive. There might be some people out there who say, no, he didn't copy, he created. Mm -hmm. But I myself don't see myself as a creator. I see myself as a remix person, um, which has to do with not being creative. Do you do that as well? Like, oh, could you oh. name down inspiration behind project, for example, 100%. for that musician um, that asked you to do a music video or whatever yeah, it is? Yeah, of course. No, okay. 100%. There's like, I think to be one of those creatives who genuinely has groundbreaking new ideas that you've never seen anywhere else that's almost impossible like everything in some way is inspired by something whether it's the movies that i've seen or the music i've listened to or the other artists i follow online that all feeds into our brain and into our creativity and so it's always you're always referencing someone else and i think that's what's interesting and i think a talent is also to reference someone else and to be inspired but to still make it your own okay and are you thinking about like in the creative process are you thinking about the recipient so so are you like are you following okay this is something that people will like or are you simply thinking about because i met a couple of fair amount of people who i think were very creative and one thing they all had in common was they didn't listen to the audience mm. they created for themselves maybe for the musician in this example who calls you mm -hmm. and then that's the thing like their goal is they're sitting together in a room and both of the maybe the singer and the 
videographer or whatever you say to this um, they like whatever they created and that's it so it doesn't matter if the audience likes it it doesn't matter if 2.7 million people saw it on tiktok and it went mm -hmm. viral because uh, you can't like and rick rubin once again referring to him mm -hmm. he he compares it very much to taste You know, yeah. because like in taste, we are super like if we eat food, mm -hmm. we are super clear. We say we like it or we don't like it. And yeah. um, that's that's it. Nobody questions. If you tell me you don't like avocado, I'm gonna not trying to convince you like it's a great food. I really like <laughs> it. I accept that you don't like it. And we are very different in that if it comes to other yeah, media and content mm -hmm. like films or music or uh, clothing or creative uh, yeah, campaigns or something like everybody has an opinion there's a yeah. lot of uh, talks about it there's a lot of and, and like how do you feel about that i think um i feel like I, i understand like the the aspect of creating for for other people as well mainly because i was in marketing for so long as well like when a brand approaches you or someone like you're always thinking of how is it going to be received by the audience like it's an unavoidable thought especially when I've worked with, you know, companies, there is always the aspect of we're either selling something or the audience should feel some kind of way. So that that does come into a lot of the work that I do. But that's why I think sometimes having these, we call them, you know, like passion projects is so yeah. nice because then you're really limitless and you just get to create just for yourself and whoever you're working with. And those are some of the things that, you know, you're, you then have a really fond attachment to for a long time because it was just for you and for no one else. And th those are things that you're then surprised about if someone else likes it, right? You're like, oh, okay, this resonated with more than two people. Another thing I want to I want to touch base on, because um, you do work in, I would say, maybe a creative syndicate. I've yeah. talked me a little bit through Studio Sync and how it started and what it is and, and what you draw off, like energy yeah. wise. So it's a very new, a very new part of my life. We've only, we only just started it a few months ago. Um, like we would been talking for a couple of years now. So we're five people and one of the people involved is a person I've worked with for many years. I've known her for over 10 years and we've worked together for, for probably half of that, just always collaborating really the whole idea of me sharing my ideas with her, wanting her feedback and building these kind of visions together. And then two of the people are people I've worked with a lot in the last year and very closely. And we instantly, our workflows just, yeah it synced like we were just like perfect for each other where I'm bad they're better and the other way around and I think kind of what is really great about teamwork is kind of recognizing your own weaknesses and finding people that have those strengths and the other way around because I feel like what makes us so cool or special what makes any team good is really like everyone's convinced everyone's like confident in what they do but we also aren't in a position where we say we can do everything by ourselves. I really do believe that like a good team will always make my work better because there are just certain aspects of a campaign or of a video that I can't do myself. And so I'd rather hire the best people in that area to work with me and for us to create something together than try and do it alone and fail. And since like the beginning of my creative process, I've always enjoyed collaborating. And obviously there's been some collaborations that haven't worked and then you just never work with those people again and you close that chapter. But with the team I'm with now, it's really, we, we don't struggle like that. We really just, the, the energies just match and the way we create really just really matches and kind of, yeah, helps each other. 
uh, you said you have five people. Mm -hmm. So one very close old one, two yeah. new ones. Who's yeah. the fourth? Just the fourth to not miss is, him out. Yeah, no, her. the fourth person okay. is someone who um, is very close with the other person who's in our team. And I've only ever gotten to work with him on a few projects, but I've always just worked so well with him as well. And this is this project now with IWC was just another great example of why he needs to be in the team too like we us five I don't know we just all have different skills we have like someone who's very focused on graphic design someone who comes more from a production background and who's also very strong with photography uh director and writer someone who's more in the art direction and then I do creative direction and styling like we just balance it's a good good balance of all different creative outputs it almost sounds a little bit like a small power agency mm -hmm. um Are you working for clients directly and do you need that too? Because that's something that's super important to me too. Like I'm not working for agencies at the end. Mm -hmm. Like I need the client uh, conversation. I need yeah. the contact to the client. I need to understand what they want. And I don't. I, I can't work with a translator who tries to tell me what somebody else maybe might mm -hmm. think. Um, how is that in your position? Like are you working for agencies or are you mainly working for clients who hire you as a syndicate to get all like it's a, it's a bucket full of flowers that work. Exactly. Uh, no, I think as a collective, we definitely prefer working directly with a client just because we, we are already quite a big team. We don't need to go through an agency. We don't, I prefer to be in direct contact. Otherwise, things can get lost in translation and it's just a different kind of process. And But when I work individually still, which I do do a lot of the time, is I don't mind going through an agency if it's an agency I've worked with a lot, if I trust them and it's just me. But when it's me and my team, I feel like there's so many opinions that need to be heard and there's just a different kind of workflow. Okay, and uh, walk me through it if somebody hires you, for example, at the IWC project. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they contact you, you kind of um, get along, which is mm -hmm. probably a very important part of oh, the creative uh, process that you meet the people in person and realize, yeah. okay, we're clicking or we're not, because especially in creative worlds, it's impossible to work with somebody who, who doesn't like you or you oh, don't that's like already, him, right? That's already yeah. like a, uh, if I if I don't like someone, like if I can't, if the, I don't know, if it just feels off, I can't see a project through to the end with someone. Like I won't even engage in a further conversation. And that's just because I've had experiences where I've had to work alongside people or for people that, uh, yeah, we didn't have the same vision and we didn't have the same way of working or even speaking to each other then with IWC in general it just felt very easy very natural from the beginning there was a mutual respect and appreciation and I think we it was easy to build on that Uh, trust me, we, we uh, have uh, my chief of staff, uh, mm -hmm. a female, Sina, and I, we work very close together in, in my team. And we have a secret uh, non, it's it's called the list of shamanistic people. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's mm -hmm. what they all have in common. Um, yeah. You can't work creative with chauvinist people. Mm -hmm. but, um, um, so, uh, but coming back to IWC, mm -hmm. then they approach you with a product, with yeah. a concept with a watch with a launch with a like like why did they hire you at the end like so yeah the idea for them was that they really also wanted to try something new like what we've done with them now is really different to what they've done in the past you know there was a uh, so many young people on this project and it was really open to us to reinterpret IWC in a way that we wanted and that was so cool that they trusted us like that to kind of 
just what would you create if you could? We have these watches. We also didn't know which watches we were going to be working with until closer to the shoot. So we just started creating a campaign um, based around more the personality of these individual models. It wasn't just we wanted to cast models that looked great. We also wanted them to have a kind of backstory and also be in the creative field. It was very important to me that everyone who worked on this project on set was also local young creatives to really have that, just for it to be authentic. And um, yeah, then we kind of went to the drawing board as a team, as like us five from Sync, and we came up with all different concepts and set designs and how it could flow. And then obviously there was the video where I speak more about myself and what that could look like sent it in then they had adjustments so we made adjustments and back and forth kind of like that until the actual day of the shoot and on the day of the shoot I think there were three people from IWC with us and they were just there to you know support and to make sure that everything on the day was looking as they would like it to look but yeah even there the the energy was right it was it was really really intense productive day and I think they're happy with the output. I'm really happy with how it turned out. So yeah, I'm, I'm I like it a lot. I've seen some stuff of it, but at the end, what is the final re result? There's pictures. Mm -hmm. There's a video. Correct? Exactly. There's um there's um, three videos, editorials of three Swiss-based creatives who are also really amazing individuals, and they speak just a little bit about what drives them creatively and they're all in very different set designs we really match the set design to the watches as well as the styling and the people so each little video editorial stands as its own work of art so to say and then there's also pictures from all of those and then there's a fourth video about myself and about sync where yeah I kind of introduce myself and just speak about where I'm at and where we're moving with our with our collective at the moment what I like is how brands and how different creative projects bring people together and kind of how we can all relate to each other and how we all create together and for IWC to be the platform for that and to allow us to do that was really cool and I do think it's deep in the IWC DNA that yeah. they are creators they have mm -hmm. been always and like they their kind of inner circle family is is uh, the true definition of creation um, all by itself so they really want to be the enabler of yeah. those stories to be told and yeah. I, I kind of like how they sometimes step back with their product you know and mm -hmm. it, and it's not like hey this is a watch it can do these bam 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 things and mm -hmm. it's uh, gonna uh, so like the the it's it's just there and it's yeah. part of a common kind of creative uh, little thing which which i think it's very very strong out of it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be loud it doesn't need to be in your face it's there it's beautiful we can all appreciate it and it's How, what story do they want to tell this time? And it was so fun being part of that story. What other projects does the collective have and how do you work on those? Like, tell me a little bit more about your uh, work outside of IWC. Mm -hmm. So in the last couple of years, we've also worked a lot with Lacoste, uh, Nike, Asics. Um, we work a lot with Swiss musicians, arts like rappers, singers, everything. And um, for the brands, obviously, a lot of the time we create like, uh, you know, campaigns, visuals, but also um, I created a lot of events. So we did like a lot of really big, really cool, fun events um, in Switzerland, also based on like bringing other creatives together and having uh, it, you know, sponsored by different brands. 
or the work we do with our collective a lot of the time is you know music video based and creating for other creatives basically and what what's been the best project so far oh my god okay so it's hard to name it I'm that aware, is but, that uh, is really hard but I what's think, one you like okay i like a lot of the ones i've got to work on but i think for me one of the most emotional ones and um that kind of every time i watch a recap video of it i'm be i can't believe that i kind of did that and was involved with that but in um march this year uh we hosted a, a air max day so every march the nike hosts an air max day worldwide and me and my team we hosted one in zurich switzerland and we put on an exhibition featuring over 20 Swiss artists from all around Switzerland. So from the French part, the Italian part, the German part, everyone, there were so many different photographers, 3D designers, videographers, sculptures, fashion, like there was everything there under one roof and over 400 people came and it felt like the creative scene was alive and well in Switzerland. And it was incredibly special incredibly stressful to put together because I've never curated an exhibition or hosted an event that size but it was definitely um yeah it was definitely very special and you are proud of that right so proud because you it. should be yeah yeah that's that's very good and and what's coming up in the future like what mm -hmm. other projects are you guys working on who's lined up can you tell me a little mm -hmm. bit about your daily kind of thing Yeah, so at the moment, we've got a few Swiss artists that we're working with. We've kind of, you know, been sent the the songs that they would like to to have music videos for. I always like working with uh, local rappers or, or artists in general because it's, it's a really fun output and we've got some really great talent and we love kind of creating visuals for that. Then we've also been approached by some uh, other jewelry companies maybe to do like their spring campaign which we're already going to start planning now and then we're also looking at hosting our first event in berlin next year oh nice um yeah. that i can't say who for yet but that <laughs> will hopefully be be a big big deal yeah and is it kind of similar to uh like so I'm very impressed that you do curate um, art exhibitions, sort of. Like, it's mm -hmm. the new way of, of doing that, yeah. which is, like, it's very interesting to find out over what you say. You're perfectly explaining what a creative director does. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's very, very, very good. Um, but is that something you want to shift towards? Or what, what, like, if there's a white paper, like, uh, nothing is on there, mm -hmm. what would you blank slate? What would you uh, do there? Like, if I'm, if I want to work with you, um, mm -hmm. what would you prefer to do? I mean, I love creating visuals, like, be it for, like, someone's fashion collection. I love creating lookbooks and, and editorials. That's, like, an output that I really enjoy and I feel very comfortable in working in that space. But something that brings me a lot of fulfillment is, like, kind of community-based events and, it's you know, kind of creating spaces for other artists and facilitating you know, spaces where they can display their work or where we can come together and we can network and we can meet each other. And th those that's the kind of environment that I like creating and that I hopefully have more opportunity in future to create. We have a couple of young listeners too. Like, mm -hmm. do you do internships? Do you do like, can somebody come around for a day <laughs> and, and just hang with Sync? Is there a place where, where I, I, I might do that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool. No, we've I've actually done like, I've worked in different places or in different uh, creative settings and I've always done like one to two, three days where I've allowed uh, younger people to come and be a part of it because I've always said when I was younger, so when I was like 16, 17, 
or younger, that would have meant the absolute world to me being able to accompany someone who is a full time creative just to realize that it is possible. It is a career. And I even went back to like my old school where I used to go to and I had a little talk about it that if anyone wanted to come and see what I was doing, they'd be more than welcome because I think it's so important to reach out to younger creatives and make them feel appreciated and make them feel like they have a, a place here, you know? Absolutely. Well, what's different to what you would have expected uh, the work is? Because I'm giving you one thing from my side and that's a very, uh, like one thing in common is like the showing up, being mm -hmm. on time, working yeah. hard, ethic, which is a, you know, like all that struggle, whatever. I'm aware that this is not, um, you know, like like I sleep when I die uh, mm -hmm. type of thing yeah. is totally mm -hmm. stupid. We all yeah. are now aware that we should take care of ourselves. But mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of work. I have to It admit, is. at least my career was a yeah. lot of work. Um, how is that uh, out of your perspective if you if you think back of your mm -hmm. 20, 20 years ago type of uh, person like did you would you have thought that your life is like it is right <laughs> now or or no. is that something uh, uh, yeah what would you give I'm I, I'm beyond grateful for what my life is right now and I think I I get very emotional I was very emotional on the at the IWC shoot and interview as well because I'm genuinely so happy with what I'm doing and I love my job. I love getting up and I love going to work. Even if I'm working seven days a week, it fulfills me so much. But like you said, it is important to realize that taking care of yourself means that you can work more. I kind of had to teach myself that. And I think the only thing that I, I can learn is to like, like improve on, I would say, is, you know, to have those days off where I really don't work, to go on holiday, to take actual breaks because when you're self-employed or when you're doing what you love the lines between working and time off become so blurred you're basically always working you're always meeting up with people who are in the same industry you're always kind of having these these talks or you're always gathering inspiration and you're always oh, just answering a quick email or a dm so actually switching off is is very important and i'm i'm still on a on a journey to learn that I'm switching off with my family, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I have three yeah. children. Mm -hmm. This is turned 17 yesterday. And that's exactly one of the most important parts because mm -hmm. like, I, I absolutely agree with, with what you just said. Like, work sort of never stops. Yeah. And I still remember 10 years ago, 12 years ago, there was a moment where it switched from like my perspective. Like, I, I consumed a lot of Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and at one point, it switched to work. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, my yeah, addiction, uh, which I clearly knew before that was bad for me, turned into, a, but that's now my job. So I'm not yeah. questioning it anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, But I still had that island of family and uh, yeah. I'm trying to use my phone, not really around them. There's no picture of my wife and my kids. And mm -hmm. um, I have this small little thing where I'm not sharing anything yeah. about it uh, because I'm also very much of an oversharer. Yeah. Um, and uh, that did, did help my mental health. A oh, lot, I 100% uh, yeah. agree with that. I'm also very close with my family. That's the reason I've chosen to stay in Bern is because my family's here. And it's definitely, I've, I have two younger brothers and I'm very close with both my parents. And that's a reason for me to always kind of switch off. And my mom's the first person who will be like, put your phone away. Like, just don't work for five minutes. And, and that's really where I feel the most 
at home and comfortable and at ease for sure. Like have, like having my family around through like all the craziness that's happened lately and in the last couple of years has definitely got me through everything. Absolutely. You know what, yeah. what helped me too um, very much uh, was moving to the United States because my mm -hmm. work is still in Europe. Mm -hmm. And the time difference kind of oh, there's, that a lot helps of, a bit. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that solves itself uh, while I'm sleeping. And then there's a lot of stuff that can't be solved because everybody mm -hmm. else is sleeping, you know, so yeah. like uh, that. Uh, and I didn't plan that. I'm not a genius <laughs> who had that <laughs> blueprinted out, but um, it did help me uh, realizing it's not that important sometimes, you know, yeah. sometimes you have to switch off. Okay, last question. And then we have to wrap <laughs> this up. Um, okay. And I'm asking this uh, everybody, like if you have some extra time on your day or an, an extra day in the week or an extra week in the month, um, that you can assign just one simple task to it. What would that be? Like, what would you use an extra hour every day if you had that? Oh, oh my God. Because I, <laughs> I always feel like I don't have enough hours in the day. You know, I always Everybody feel like it, it, li it literally <laughs> just flies by. I think I would probably use it to uh, cook more and to maybe work out, honestly. Like, I feel like that's the part of my life that is suffering. I never seem to have time to, to kind of cook or just go for a walk or, I don't know, just do something, do something completely different. Um, yeah, unwork related. Yeah. <laughs> very good. That's a good, good, good answer. Thanks a lot uh, for talking to me. It's very, very inspiring. It's amazing. I could listen for hours, but um, <laughs> we have limited time over here. I know, yeah. um, but at the end, like, uh, how, how would you, uh, how can I follow you? I'm following you and Sync on uh, Instagram already. Mm -hmm. Is that your main outlet or do you have something else uh, you want to give the listeners? If somebody's more interested in your story and the whole creative where IWC Journal is posting this out, mm -hmm. um, the IWC Instagram. Instagram accounts are featuring it and the blog is going to be there. I know about this. So, but um, other than that, how can I get more information about you and your syndicate? Honestly, Instagram is probably the best place to be right now because um, Instagram is where I share everything that I do. I'm a bit of an oversharer in my life and in my career. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> everything goes on there and I really enjoy it. And like I said, Sync is just getting started. So you'll definitely see like behind the scenes and the members of the team and everyone who helped create this, which I also think is a really cool aspect. And on the IWC journal, you'll see all the finished outputs as well as on their online, on their blog, everything will be. But yeah, Instagram is definitely the best place to find us. I'm going to keep following you and be inspired on Instagram because it's great work what you do. And I want to come you. around and burn one day. Yeah, I mean, if you're um, here so often, you should let me know. I'm yeah. here all the time. Next time, <laughs> I will be absolutely around. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you Have so a great much. day. Thank Bye -bye. you. You too.